Hey, you guys. Um, welcome to another edition of Dated Stories. This is Tamar. I know I've been gone for a minute, but I'm back. And I come back with some, some stories that I want to read to you guys. Okay? I got some interesting stories here for you all today. Um, again, the Dated Stories is a show dedicated to stories and storytellers. <clears throat> Thank you for tuning in. Okay, um, so for today, we'll be reading a book from um, called American Tat, and it's by Lynn Dean. Okay, American Tats by Lynn Dean. Okay, and so the first piece I'm going to read to you is called A Blue Pain. A Blue Pain. And here it goes. A blue pain will come to us all. The infant lisps. Soul rhymes with toes, goeth with fleet. I have gorgeous blue eyes. Check this out, he said, as he gouged my right eyeball from its socket. With my left eyeball interested, I watched him poke an unfiltered camel through my blue pane, then smoke the cigarette. Okay, and the next poem is called The Undead. Okay, the undead. Are you presented live before a teeming audience? Do you stand forth? Are you adaptable to leisure in a suburban home? Is motion still imparted to your lips? I am no longer alive to the risk involved. I am dead white. I am a compost of mineral matter. I am naturally without life. Inanimate. My arms dangle at my sides. I am neither vital nor warm, nor interesting, nor bright, nor brilliant. I am a sweaty handshake at a quiet party. I am without power or movement. I am exact. Okay. So that sounds pretty interesting. It sounds pretty straightforward, right? Okay. And that was a poem from Lynn Dean called The Undead again. It's called The Undead. Okay. Another piece that he has or she has is Doing the Wave. Okay. This poem is called Doing the Wave. Love, marginal love. I was making love on the side as it were. On the berm at the bottom, between tugs, a tumbril had brought us here at eight this morning, me and my widow, my dulcet feather. If we jump up and down together like this, look, we can make the floor shake. Okay, that's another interesting piece. It's called Doing the Wave. Okay, all right. So let's go into another piece, okay? <clears throat> this one is called Rice on the Head. Rice on the Head. It says here, move into my shed. So there, in our abscess of helplessness, I carry you. You carry me. We both carry our little R for me. You will soon be big enough, tall enough to despise us thoroughly 
for our formulaic convictions, sins, paroles, a father's labor is like a schist. A mother's labor is like a schist. Okay. There's some interesting word in here with, with, with their poems. Okay. Again, this is from the author Lynn Dean. L-I-N-H-D-I-N-H. -H. Okay. Suggestions. Let's look into suggestions. This piece is called Suggestions. Your nude models are gorgeous and outstanding. Somehow, we all want to see these pretty angels put into embarrassing situations, being absolutely nude, no clothes and shoes, in public while everybody else has clothes and shoes. It's truly embarrassing. We would like to see them in tough situations too, like walking barefoot on snow, dirty alleys, or rocky terrain. Please, show some pictures of their souls afterwards. Showing soiled souls in public is embarrassing and interesting. My suggestion would be a naked girl, or even two naked girls wandering around naked in a zoo. The climax will come when the girls enter the animal petting section, where visitors can feed and play with animals like goats, etc. I think the only thing more beautiful than a nude woman is a pregnant nude woman. Can you do a photo shoot of a nude pregnant woman in public? There have been few suggestions about having the girls nude near children, as children would have a more obvious response to a nude girl. How about it? A girl working with a spade and muddy earth. A day on the farm working with the animals. Tractor driving and riding a quad bike would make an interesting nude day for a girl. Nice as it is to see nude girls in public, there's a lot more fun to be had in watching girls lose their clothes either by being forced to take them off or by losing them somehow. It'd be nice to get a shot of their embarrassed looks as they realize they are showing everything they have. I would like to see that. That's a very interesting piece. Another very interesting piece. As he seems to be, her or him seems to be interested in uh, women in the nude, okay? Um, I would like to talk to him or her about that piece because it really sounds interesting. Again, this is from the author Lynn Dean. Hopefully I'm pronouncing that right. Um, it's spelled L-I-N-H-D-I-N-H. Okay. And these are a couple of pieces that I'm reading from his book. Um, so let's go to one or two more pieces from this. Okay. And the next piece I'm going to read to you is called Two Captains. Two Captains. Okay. The captain of the football team, all alone for little old me. Captain of the varsity cheerleading team. Score! I showed up, knocking on the door as his mom answered, saying that she had to go to work and walked out the door. 
as she gave me a knowing wink. God, she's great. After she left, Sam turned on SpongeBob SquarePants, and I made myself comfortable in his mom's PJs. Hee hee, I'm such a bad girl. I've been having wet dreams about his. You know what? We're gonna stop it there. <laughs> about his sweet, perfect tan cut version body. No, I'll continue. Perfect tan cut version body. Ever since I first saw him. I laid down next to him and stared into his eyes, commenting on the baby blue they contained. God, he's perfect, and I mean perfect. All of a sudden, he kisses my cheek. I took the tent. I took, I'm sorry, I took the hint, kissing him back, hard and strong. He sat up to take off his shirt, exposing his gorgeous pecs. His mom's PJs were a little too big, so they came off halfway. In the midst of rolling around, <laughs> you know, I'm going to stop it there. This is an interesting piece, but um, I think I'm going to go on to the next piece for all the listeners out there. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Let's go on to one more piece, okay? Let's go on to one more piece, okay? And this is called Bad Paintings. Okay. Alright. The last the last piece, it had a little too many curse words in it. And I just stumbled across it to read it. But um as I read it, I was like, wait, no, I don't want to say that curse word. <laughs> I don't want to say that curse word, but no, it's fine. I'll just move on to the next piece. This will be the final piece. Okay. It says bad paintings. Bad paintings. I don't care what they say. That wasn't a bad side to her. She was always clean. She always helped us, and she rode her bike everywhere. She must have just snapped. As long as you treated her right, she was good. But people were always after her thing, and they treated her real bad. So she was always mad at them. She did say she was going to shoot everybody, but you just go. Yeah, right. I mean, everybody says that sometimes, right? The truth is... He befriended her many years ago, but their relationship quickly went south. After some argument over a mirror, he was going to give her in exchange for one of her bad paintings. <clears throat> yeah, this is a very interesting art. Um, uh, very interesting pieces. Um, and I like it. I like different pieces. Um, I like things that's going to make you think. Especially the wording and wording of it, um, how words are situated, where they're situated at, um, and yeah. So, again, this is from the author Lynn Dean. Okay, and I'm trying to see here if I want. I know I said I was gonna read one more piece, but I think I want to read one more. And for real, for real, that'll be it. That'll be it. <laughs> that'll be it. So here, let's read this piece here. It's called Immersions. <coughs> it says, I will dip bread, cake, etc. into coffee or other liquid. Or rather, I will score an incented field goal by leaping and thrusting a big brown ball <laughs> down the throat of a well-hung braided basket. Nothing more is beautiful in this blighted world than a well-hung braided basket, a polyester chute. With your hands in my face, I will gently leap. 
That's a pretty interesting one as well. All of them are interesting, okay? Oh, wait. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I came across another piece, you guys. For real, for real. It's going to be my last piece. It's going to be the last piece. But, um... I, I see this has the title of Florida in there. And I'm a Floridian. So I have to read it. I know it's going to be good. Okay? This piece by Lynn Dean is called The Air in Florida. The Air in Florida. It is often remarked that people in Florida are unusually generous. I can explain. First, the air in Florida is always misty with salt. All metal objects, bicycles, knives, toaster ovens are rusted into oblivion within weeks, if not days. That's why they can afford to give everything away. <laughs> That's interesting. <laughs> yeah, yep, yep. Um, when that Floridian hands you the key to his new car, it's more of a practical joke than an act of generosity. Secondly, the soil in Florida is piss poor. Nothing grows there. Floridians subsist mostly on scrapple and biscuits. <laughs> in countless huts, huge families sleep on plywood platforms without electric fans or mosquito netting to ease them through another bug-infested tropical night. Since Floridians have nothing, they crave everything. Their elaborate gift-giving is merely folk theater. A Floridian would hand you a dish towel and say, This is the wedding dress of the Empress of China. Oh, wow, wow, wow. I love this piece. I love this piece. Can I get a... a um, snaps. Finger snaps. Hmm? That was a good piece. That was a good piece. So good. I really want to read it again. I really want to read it again, especially when it mentions uh, Florida. The air in Florida is always misty with salt. Yes, that's true. But when you're there, you could just smell the salt in the air. You could smell the salt from the ocean in the air. It's very moisture. Okay. Then another piece, and within another, within this piece, he also mentions. <clears throat> All metal objects, bicycle, knives, toaster are rusted into oblivion within weeks, if not days. That's why they can afford to give everything away. Now that piece, it really got that, that right there really got me. Because I'm like, you know what? It's so true. It's so many thrift stores in Florida. A lot of thrift stores. And yes, things do rust, rust very quickly, rather quickly. So that piece right there has me really thinking and it puts, that's why I like reading pieces like this because it put things into perspective, things you never, you know, paid attention to. When somebody make mention of it, it's like, yeah, you know what? Yeah, you know, you're onto something there. You're onto something there. So that piece was, yeah, it was called The Air in Florida and it was by Lynn Dean. Okay, and it's called American Tax from the book American Tax. Okay. Um, so, well, yeah, that's, I guess that completes our show for today. Um, again, I'm your host, um, Tamar. Thanks for tuning in.